And remember the last thing, of course, that happens is when he finally gives up the secret. And first of all, he's got to be dumb. If you were, excuse me, had a girlfriend that was trying to kill you every night, you'd think that maybe she wasn't the best female for you. You're right? You know what I mean? Oh, well. So anyhow, uh, he finally says, this is the secret if you cut my hair. And remember the first thing that happens is the Philistines take him. They put his eyes out. You lose your ability to see. And, you know, then he's chained and all this. But the point, again, is that the grace of God is something that goes to a, 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 goes to a, a degree that I don't, no man can figure. But when it comes to ministry positions in particular, I don't know how to explain it when it comes to just folks as it were lay people. But what I'm trying to say is that there comes a place where if you take too much license and liberty with this great gift that God has given you, that you can indeed get to the place where you frustrate and violate it and it can be removed. That's what the Bible does teach. But the most horrific indictment in all of Scripture is when Samson does say that when she cuts his hair and he says these words, I will arise and I will shake myself as at other times. But remember the verse says, but he knew not that the anointing had lifted from him or that the spirit had departed from him. And this is where a lot of people in ministry, you see, you can get so used to, to leaning into letting a gift work. You can learn how to yield to a gift. You hear me? You can learn how to yield to a gifting to a degree that it becomes habitual. But you can lose your consecration. But you can go and you can preach and you can preach and you can preach and God can bless and God can bless and God can bless and God can bless and God can bless. But I want to tell you, it will catch up to you if you don't keep going back to the altar of God and consecrating yourself to God. It can catch up to you. Now, this is why I'm talking about why I said about, why I wanted to just bring that in about the difference between license and the freedom that we have in Christ. We have a freedom. Paul says in Corinthians, he's, he's, again, you know, I know that there's nothing unclean of itself. Paul says another place in Corinthians, all things are permissible unto me, but not all things are edifying to spiritual character. But he said, all things are permissible. How many, do you know that I can say this without any guilt in this room? You know, I can get drunk anytime I want to. Did you know that? Did you know I can get drunk anytime I want to? I just don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to. Say, he's taken the want to out of me. But Samson is this horrible case of this. And this is what I mean, where he, he allowed the gifting. He allowed this gift. See, we've been given an incredible gift of God's grace. But it doesn't mean we have license to do anything we want. Because, again... It can catch up to you. We don't know how far it can go. Do you hear me? I'm just being honest with you. I don't know how far it can go. But you can get out there where you're giving yourself so much license that you can, well, again, Samson probably figured, you know, well, it's like some preachers, like you've heard me share, I think. I know, I personally have known some preachers who had such incredible gifts and yet they were sinning on the side in some areas. But the way deception works is they got to thinking that, well, their pulpit gift was so strong. So many people are being blessed through their ministry that 
I don't know, maybe with God, because how he uses me, maybe it's okay, I guess for me, maybe it's okay God doesn't mind this sin over here that much. Because after all, if he did, why, was he, why would he keep blessing people through my ministry so much? <laughs> I mean, it's incredible deception. You know, and, but then boom, one day, every hidden thing is revealed. And all hell breaks loose. And they realize it was mounting up all that time. It was compacting itself all that time. All because, again, they lost the secret. They lost the strength of their personal consecration. This is why, again, now I'm telling This is why, again, I, I just will continue to preach the love of God over and over again because you got to fall in love with Him. You need to see how beautiful He is because, again, that's what will keep you coming back to Him and you'll never begin to think too highly of yourself. You'll realize anything that you have is by the grace of God, which is what Paul's going to say here in a moment. But, man, i got to hurry. License leads to excess and extremes. Knowing this possibility, many people opt for legalism lest they be tempted to live irresponsibly. That's a bad choice. Now, that's kind of the opposite of what I just shared. But because, again, this grace is so huge and extreme, a lot of people are so afraid of how powerful the grace is, they will make a law, like my, dad, my spiritual dad, Ed Coe, used to say, we're lawmakers by nature. We're law breakers by nature. A lot of us feel safer when we have a law because we know how to, you know, we function within the confines of it because freedom is frightening. This is why, you know, everybody, so many people in the world, they hate and they speak so bad about America. But I got to tell you something. There is no nation on the earth that has more freedom and more liberty than America. That's why it is the strongest nation in the world. That's why it is the most, the wealthiest nation in the world. But you know what else is there? the greatest excesses in the world. And we're ashamed of that. But that's what happens where there's great freedom. Where there's great freedom and great liberty, there will always be people that take it to the extreme of excess. But see, that's why it's a hard line. Like I said, well, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get to this and just saying. But so people go under law. Point two, liberty. True liberty, on the other hand, is birthed from the revelation of being accepted in the beloved. This births an admiration and an awe that is intended to cause a voluntary application of self-control in our lives. Did you hear that? I'm going to read it again. See, when you really find out, the Bible says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. That's what the book says. Stand fast in this liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Liberty is birthed from the, from the revelation of being accepted in the blood. In other words, when you know that God's accepted you. And that is to birth an admiration of God. This, I'm just saying the same thing I've said in a different way. This is to birth an admiration and an awe that causes you to voluntarily begin to offer yourself up and to, you know, bring self-control into your lives, okay? Next page, 17. Point three, without being given the freedom to be trusted, maturity can never happen. This is a big one. Without being given the freedom to be trusted, maturity can never happen. The result of that will be what I call perpetual adolescence. In other words, if, if you don't, if you're 16 year old, if you never ever trust your child enough to give them the keys to the car, they'll never learn maturity. In other words, 
The only way, it's Ed Cole again, he, this is the statement that was the, the statement of his ministry. Maturity, maturity begins with the acceptance of responsibility. Okay? Maturity begins with the acceptance of responsibility. That's why there are some 20-year-olds who are more mature than some 60-year-olds. Because there are 60-year-old people that have never learned how to accept responsibility for their life and their actions. While there's some 20-year-olds that have made a decision, they're going to accept responsibility. They're not going to blame everything on somebody else. They're going to take responsibility for their own life and begin to live it. Okay? 